hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo. And today I am coming to you from Dubai. I apologize a little bit for the audio quality. It may be a little bit off. I am I did not bring my podcast recording kit with me, um, but I did want to make sure that you guys got a all the information you need this week, um, as there's been quite a lot of information coming out, and I did want to make sure uh, it got to all of you. Um, I am in Dubai attending an education conference. Um, it is a conference primarily around the direction of education, uh, high school, both high school and college admissions, with regards to changes in technology and with regards to uh like just increasing reliance on online. Um, so far, it's been very interesting. I've been able to meet uh, quite a few industry professionals as well as um, specialists in both the fields of technology as well as personal coaching because I do think that that is another issue that is becoming a bigger challenge is in a time where online is more and more okay. How are we pivoting to help with personalized support and growth? And so there are a lot of different aspects to that. And so the uh, the meetings have been really, really interesting so far. Um, and I'll, once I have some time to process and reflect on some of those findings, um, I will share a lot of that here um, because I think it's important for everybody to, um, you know, for all of you to know um, about the direction that a lot of education seems to be heading and resources that can, might exist from that. Uh, this week was also a big week for announcements uh, in terms of admissions. UC Berkeley just came out. Um, UC Santa Barbara came out earlier this week. Uh, Rice just came out today as well. And University of Southern California is coming out tomorrow, I believe. So for all of you seniors who applied to a lot of different big schools in California, wishing you the best of luck and hoping that you have heard back positively. And if not, also, though, do not worry. There is there are plenty of options uh, for you and then hopefully you have already heard back from some good options for yourself by now. So, um, and I wanted to, at least before we get into today's major topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the numbers that we are starting to see. As once we get the full uh, admissions cycle done, we will be collecting data and I'll be looking over it and reporting any trends uh, that I see or any tendencies that I see. But one of the things that I wanted to observe immediately um, is just that the expected increase in numbers is has been true sort of across the board this past week, as I've mentioned in the cut the past few podcasts, has been uh, College Connection Week, uh, where we've had an opportunity to um, to meet with different admissions officers. And part of my conversation with them has been, how was this year? How are things going? And um, across the board, whether it be the a liberal arts college in Iowa um, or University uh, Grinnell or the University of California Santa Barbara, all of them have received have received record numbers of applicants. Um, University of California Santa Barbara this year received 111,000 applications. Grinnell received a record number of applicants, uh, a significant increase from last year. And some of this uh, is students who took a gap year returning, but in general, it feeds into a larger trend of uh, a lot of college students, a lot of college applicants sort of shotgunning their approach and saying, well, admissions, fee, the application fee is whatever. I'm more concerned about not having an option 
at the end of the day and choosing to uh, apply to as many schools as possible. And what that does is it inflates the numbers significantly um, and makes acceptance acceptances seem quite low in terms of their percentages. So uh, Northeastern, for example, received a record number as well, and that has sort of bumped their application percentage down to somewhere around 5 to 7%. Right? Uh, and so uh, one of the things to kind of keep in mind as we, as rising, rising seniors start preparing for their cycle is that the number of applicants is not likely to go down. It may flatten out a little bit this coming cycle, but I think that the, the general tendency that we are seeing and that will continue to happen is that a lot of students are just applying everywhere uh, in the hopes of getting into one because once you get into that top echelon right the top 25 top 40 ish there's not a whole lot of difference honestly in terms of education that you're going to be receiving as far as quality um, all of these schools are very 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 good and so a lot of students are leaning into well if they're all kind of okay and all have a decent name then i'm just going to apply to all of them and uh, that is going to when a lot of students think that way that means every school's numbers are going to be up so just something to be paying attention to uh, as far as the challenge that it will be to stand out. Um, I also did want to provide a bit of an update as far as how international students are being received by the UC schools. Um, having talked to a couple of admissions officers from different schools, um, the even though the court case against Berkeley has been appealed somewhat and Berkeley was allowed to bring in its, its allotted an originally a lot of number of students. Um, what we are seeing is that there are kind of harder, most of the UCs are leaning harder into really trying to make sure that the out-of-state, and so this isn't just international student population, this is out-of-state population, um, is hovering around 20%, um, 18 to 20%. And so that does mean that if you are not a California resident, the UCs across the board um, are going to be a little bit harder to get into, and that has been reflected in this year's um, acceptance so far. Um, the UCs have uh, far fewer students uh, uh, that we work with have been getting into the UCs uh, than in record. Of course, we still have students who have been getting into uh, every single one of them, um, or well, different students getting into every single one of them, and some students getting into all of them, which has been impressive. But um, the general trend that we are seeing on a more on a broader level has been that the the UC these these the court case has really pressured universities to be a little bit more. Um, accurate um, and limiting in terms of the number of out-of-state students they are accepting. So if you are considering the UCs, please do know that that is also something that is changing. And so please do diversify your list to make sure that you are, um, you are approaching this uh, strategically. If you're interested in learning more about the complex world of college admissions or would love to connect more with college admissions officers from around the world, Tokyo Academics has you covered. We are regularly hosting seminars and events that range from college essay workshops to panels with current students at top schools to small group conversations with admissions officers. 
For more information, please visit tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's tokyoacademics.com slash events. Today, I wanted to spend a little bit of time going off on my, the, the, giving all of you the rant that I normally give to a lot of my students who come to me saying that they are interested in business. Um, and so today, I wanted to talk a little bit about undergraduate business school and why you shouldn't go to one. Um, this is a little bit tricky to talk about because it's not to say that undergraduate business schools or an under, undergraduate business degree cannot be valuable and is not useful. Um, I am just generally of the mindset that in undergraduate, if you are interested in pursuing business, if you're interested in being successful in business, um, it's probably not pursuing undergraduate business is not going to really give you the experiences that you're going to need now. Some of this is changing. Right, but as it currently stands, and if I see enough evidence to the contrary, I will change my mind. But currently, the reality is that undergraduate business is largely theory, and anyone who is hiring for business or anything that requires you to succeed um, as a as an entrepreneur is going to require hands-on experience and. From the current available offerings, at the end of the day, um, universities are largely ac academic. Right? Their focus is as an academic institution, and so the focus is on teaching theory, on teaching concepts, on teaching ideas, and uh, at least when it comes to business. And so the opportunities to get hands-on experience, um, while a lot of schools will say that they have it, the reality is that most undergraduate business programs are not going to be able to offer the are not going to be able to offer the experience that you will need to get kind of become a valuable candidate for in the marketplace. And that has continued to be true. And um, this is something that I am hearing from um, people at big firms who do a lot of hiring. Um, this is something that I am seeing from graduates, right? Um, this is something that, um, and just in general across the board, uh, in terms of where students are ending up getting placed a lot of students, the students who attend a school focusing on a degree in entrepreneurship or in business, uh, compared to students who are pursuing a couple other different things, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, um, there is a little bit of a difference in terms of where they get hired. Um, and of course, this is all anecdotal, um, but I did want to uh, talk a little bit about if you are interested in business, what you should maybe think about doing instead of trying to go for an undergraduate business degree. And um, and the first couple things that I'm going to start with have to do with STEM. Um, one of the things that students underestimate for any business degree, really, uh, but that is the role of math. Um, if you look across the board, pretty much at any school that is offering an undergraduate business degree, um, a lot of the initial course requirements are pretty high-level math, right? You're going to have to take linear algebra. You're going to have to take multivariable calculus because the state of the industry is moving more towards can you build mathematical models to predict the direction of the market, to uh, understand how business is operating. 
And um, because the entry level, right, the role that is needed at the entry level is going to be more along the lines of being an analyst. Right? That's where the specialization exists. That's where the uh, that's where the value exists as far as a resume. And so one of the big areas to be leaning into is more of the STEM side, right? And so if you are interested uh, in getting started at a company, right, as far as business goes, right, it's far more valuable for you to be pursuing a hard STEM degree in math, right, in economics, in eco econometrics, right, in statistics, in computer science, anything like that, all of these are going to equip you with a skill set that are going to be far more relevant on an application and will, will demonstrate a skill set that is valuable to an employer for your first job um, than undergraduate business. And that's kind of just the reality of where things are at right now. The marketplace is so broad that I do not need generalists. And an undergraduate business degree, unless you attend a school that has a hyper-focus, such as um, Babson, which is hyper-focused on entrepreneurship, or USC Marshall, where you're able to take a very specialized degree in like real estate. Um, generally, most schools, their undergraduate business program is either still young enough where you are mostly going to get a generalist education um, or is uh, focused on entrepreneurship. So, um, And so to, in order to be competitive, right, you are going to need a hard set of skills. And what I would recommend is pursue that harder, that harder set of skills and maybe do a business minor or double major, right? Um, but pick up a set of skills that is marketable. And um, when it comes to the world of business, the most marketable set of skills are what can you do for me? Right? It's not what crazy good idea do you have. Right? This is not Shark Tank. Um, it is far more going to be about your hard skills. Um, a recent article came out a couple, I think it was, a, it feels like a couple years ago, although COVID is blurring all the lines in terms of time. Um, but that uh, JP Morgan, uh, when thinking about hiring its undergrad, hiring fresh grads, um, has now set a Python requirement. Um, if you are not trained in Python, um, you are either going to go learn it um, if you are hired or you are not going to be considered at all. And this is for um, a gigantic firm. JP Morgan is huge, um, but they are just acknowledging that if you want to be useful to us, you need to come with a skill set. And um, unfortunately, most undergraduate business programs aren't really equipping you with a skill set. A lot of and a lot of business schools are equipping you with ideas. Right, um, the idea of like what is a startup mentality, right? How do I think about this? They're equipping you with a lot of theory, with a, with a lot of conceptualization, but aren't really doing much to equip you with hands-on, which is why the MBA exists, right? But you do not need to have gone to undergraduate business to be a good applicant, uh, a good candidate for the MBA, right? And so um, my general recommendation for students who are interested in business, if you are actually not just interested in business but interested in having a starting job after business, um, at least for undergrad. I would think about going to attending to a school that has a decent business as a um, double major or a minor, right? but focusing far more on um, acquiring a skill set in an increasingly data-driven business world that will prove valuable. 
Um, the other way of going about getting into it, a lot of students, when they say they're interested in business, really just mean consulting, right? Don't study business, study psychology, study decision science, study behavioral economics, right? Again, all of those are going to equip you with theory largely, but all of that is going to be demonstrated through labs, through um, through actual engaging with the numbers that can be marketable to you, right? And so, uh, and so just to be thinking about a couple of those. So either that, right? That's one path, right, is to um, don't pursue a business undergraduate degree, but instead pursue a skill set that is going to make you valuable to a company that gets you into the world of business, get, that will get you the hands-on experience, and then go to your MBA. So that's one side. The other side is if you are insistent on getting a business degree, really take the time to evaluate whether or not this business program is built around, we are going to connect you with hands-on direct experience so that you are going to be able to have an advantage going forward. And the classic example that I use for this is the University of Michigan. Uh, the University of Michigan, the Ross School of Business, their uh, REAL program, uh, it's an acronym, they have so many different acronyms, uh, but their REAL program is built fundamentally around how a huge majority of their uh, of their business curriculum is about we're going to go give you hands-on experience are you interested in investing here's just a chunk of money right help manage uh, our endowment right invest it make it do better so that we can serve and help more students right if you are interested in consulting we are going to make sure that a huge portion of your um, final project or or your your degree qualifications is a practicum right that we are going to connect you with an industry partner and you are going to actually go consult with them right always evaluate the program based off of the real world experiences that they're going to be able to provide for you another example if you're looking to get into kind of um, or just one that I think really illustrates this very, very well, um, is uh, Cornell. So Cornell has um, a whole school built around labor and industry, uh, industry and labor relations. And um, their program is an undergraduate program, but there it requires eight semesters. So two out of your four years in total time, you are going to be spending doing in industry work. And that's huge, right? And so it's not that good business programs don't exist, is that a lot of schools right now don't have, are struggling to figure out what is the actual education that a graduating business student needs. And a lot of it is not going to be theory, right? Sure, there are some basic concepts and things that you're going to need to learn, but a lot of it is, let's get you out into the real world. And that, that, type of education has still not been mastered yet at most schools, right? And so um, if you are interested in going into business, right, either, right, please think about what part of business you want to get into and then consider an undergraduate degree at least that is going to equip you for doing that job, right? It's not business. Do not be a generalist, right? Um, study a specialized skill set that um, gives you an advantage on paper, Right? Or really do your research, study and evaluate in uh, a business program for its uh, co-op or uh, co-op experience. Do they guarantee you an internship? Do they guarantee you work study? Do they have partnerships in 
industries that you're interested in. Okay, um, a couple schools that uh, I was looking uh, a couple schools. Um, one that comes to mind um, is at Syracuse. So Syracuse, the Whitman School of Management, um, they have what is called the Impress Program. And so basically their business school is built like Hogwarts, right? Where they, uh, where they divide you into houses and then every team, each house earns points for doing practical resume building things, okay? Like um, internships or um, engaging in investment or consulting or just anything that is going to build towards a resume. And those are the things that earn points. So they, even while they're giving you this general education, they are incentivizing students to get involved in a very practical way. And at the end of the day, they students all graduate with all of the things they have done to earn points fully itemized in what is called the Impress resume. And companies all across the U.S. Res uh, honor and respect the Impress resume as part of your job application, right? And so that is a school that has built its entire ecosystem, the entire way it operates on making sure that you are a good, strong candidate when it comes to job placement, right? So that's worth thinking about. But you are not going to know that without digging in a little bit more into the university. So again, I am not against business, right? Business is right. And, it's, and it might be easy to think that way, right? I'm an English major. I have my own stance. I'm like, ah, no, I pursue education for its own sake. But it's not really that. The reason I want to, I always tell students this, right? Any, I have every year, probably around half my students mentioned that they want to do business. And I will have this conversation with every single one of them. Either find the schools where the experiences and the focus of education is built fundamentally around hands-on, get out there, get involved with real companies, right? Either go to a school where that is the philosophy or study something else, right? And do business on the side, right? Um, because your experience in the real world is going to equip you best for business. But if you can go to undergrad to equip yourself with a uh, skill set that is going to be valuable to employers, at least to get in the door, then that is what you should be doing instead. All right. So um, that is kind of where I stand around business schools is that um, uh, and to, for now, until business schools are going to be more valuable Right, in terms of the experiences that they offer, the best, better path is to pursue a an academic skill set that is valuable to companies, right, and then eventually go get your MBA. Right, the other pathway to be thinking about in terms of looking at schools is look at what certifications the school offers. Right, do they offer a Cisco certification? Do they offer Microsoft certification? Do they offer a CPA or a CFA as an option? Right, all of those are professional credentials that matter. Right, I got an undergrad from this big name school in business. If it, if it didn't give you any practical hands-on work experience or didn't connect you with any of those things, you have no resume. You have no resume, right? And so um, really evaluate it that way, right? And I know this will be heard um, because all of you who are considering uh, pursuing business on some level are very practical, right? It's what's going to be the best bang for my buck, what is going to be the best way for me to make as much money as possible. That's always generally the mindset. Um, and I'm telling you right now that the best pathway to do so 
is not undergraduate business. Do business in real life. Do business for your MBA. And don't do it undergrad. For undergrad, do something else, right? It will make you a more interesting, more eligible, stronger candidate, right? Um, and that's it. Rant off, all right? So uh, thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on business and undergrad um, and my little rant there. Please join us next week for more on the increasingly complex world of college admissions. I will have more to share by then in terms of some data as well as my reflections on what I've gained from the conference and the direction that education is moving in. Uh, if you like what you're hearing and want to support us, please be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or pl your platform of choice wherever you are getting this podcast please do give us a, a rating uh, and even a review. All right, uh, follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date for when we release any special podcasts or when our next episode is out. We also regularly host events both in person and online. And so if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me and real admissions officers, or if you're interested in hearing more about the state of arts, um, please check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.